0: The Jen Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink. And I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the Peach Vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today. So it turns out I'm not the only person who had a cell phone outage this morning. Seems to be a more sweeping problem than I first thought. Matthew weighing in on the ESPN Milwaukee talk and text line saying, Jen, the movie Leave the World Behind, which I mentioned in the first hour of the show, is trending on Twitter right now. And Gabe alerts me to the fact that it is not the only similar topic trending on X. Uh, hashtag outage, phones, SOS only,
1: U.S. cellular, all different things that are currently trending. Because I think, I don't know if people are bragging that... I don't think U.S. Cellular is one that's been affected so far because Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile all have
0: been affected at this point. I'm not sure if it makes me feel better or worse. Would it be better if it was just an isolated to Jen incident? Or am I supposed to feel better because I think so many to- other people are also dealing with the outage? I think you're supposed to feel better.
1: Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. misery loves
0: company. But it's also more widespread than just the user error, which we thought it might have been at the beginning of the day.
2: Yeah, but it also means it wasn't user error, so you're smarter than you thought. Yeah, and it's not a hardware issue. It's not the phone's problem.
0: Which would mean a trip to Uh AT&T today, yes, thank you. So I just got to wait patiently until it comes back to you.
3: Do you put your phone in your Mary Poppins bag?
0: Uh, very rarely, no, it's usually just okay. in my hand or in my pocket Because
3: that, exp- <laughs> that could explain it Because there's probably a gremlin in there so uh, <laughs> Messing with your phone Based on all the things that you have found in there. Just carrying
0: around a (laughs) Wookiee. Unaware. Uh, Big story yesterday, guys. And it got a lot of attention, so I want to make sure that we touch on it today. Um, It was reported, I believe it was Chris Haynes who reported it a few days ago, that Milwaukee had placed a bid to be considered... For the NBA All-Star Game, the Milwaukee Bucks are bidding to bring 2027 or 2028 NBA All-Star Weekend to Fiserv Forum. Sources tell NBA on TNT. And at the time, it was like, oh, cool. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Indianapolis just had an All-Star Game. Indianapolis and Milwaukee are not that different in climate, in infrastructure and things like that, although they do have that convention center, which is, you know, fantastic, connected to a bunch of different hotels. And then yesterday, Gabe... A little nugget got dropped into the pond, sending big ripples across the water. Uh, What were the details of the report yesterday that would affect Milwaukee's likelihood of getting an NBA All-Star game in 27 or 28?
1: So the NBA changed the requirements on what it takes to host an All-Star game. The first requirement, uh, 7,250 hotel rooms and a minimum of three five-star hotels, which Milwaukee passes we have we have those things a convention center of six hundred fifty thousand square feet of exhibition space wisconsin center or whatever we call it now it's right there you know right downtown fantastic 75 non-stop domestic flights in at least 20 international flights that's the swing and miss so that's where milwaukee would not qualify to host an all-star game because the lack of domestic and international flights coming into Mitchell every day.
0: I thought that there were actually other things, like the five-star hotels. Do we have three five-star hotels in Milwaukee? Oh, yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure we do. Fister. Between the Fister, between uh, Trade, between Journeyman. Is this St. Kate on there? St. Kate.
3: Yeah, but they just excluded half of the teams in the NBA. Right? If you go through this list...
1: I mean, pretty much any Midwestern team other than
0: Chicago... Right. Uh, Indianapolis, who obviously was just grandfathered in because they were supposed to have gotten it before, but it was postponed, so they got it this past year. Milwaukee, Indiana, Cleveland, Charlotte, Detroit, Minnesota, OKC, Utah, San Antonio, Sacramento, just to name a few of the cities now that have NBA teams but would not be allowed to have an NBA All-Star game according to these new restrictions. Why are they moving the goalposts? Why all of a sudden are international (sighs) flights a mandatory component of hosting an all-star game.
1: It's an international game. I mean, think about all the international players that were featured in the all-star game. People are coming in from all over the place. They want to make it easy for people to come in.
0: But for Milwaukee specifically, Chu, Chicago and O'Hare Airport is only an hour and a half from here. There have got to be cities out there where the airport is. I think of Atlanta, right? Maybe not from a mileage standpoint, from a time standpoint. It'll take you a good hour. Most days to get from the airport to downtown Atlanta. You're telling me that that's not comparable to using Chicago as the international hub for an all-star game in Milwaukee? Like, it just feels like, Chu, and you tell me if you think I'm wrong, that they're just creating uh, hurdles for cities to jump over to gatekeep the all-star game in big cities.
3: Yeah, I don't know why. It is. Worried about attendance. Worried about money. That they're not. The NBA is not going to make enough money because people won't want to travel to an Oklahoma City or a Milwaukee. Yeah, I, I really, I just don't get it.
1: Look, look, I, I don't care. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with Milwaukee never hosting an NBA All Star game. Perfectly fine with it.
3: What about, a, what about Major League? I mean, they already did. They already but had their one. wouldn't line. want another All-Star, Baseball All Star no, game? No,
1: because. Here's the thing, Chu. I love the city of Milwaukee. I love the city. I, I absolutely Part of the reason why I choose to be here is because I love the city. I don't need a bunch of national media members coming in November and telling me it's cold and the city sucks and there's nothing to do and the club life isn't good enough for them. I, I don't need that. Yeah, I, don't need, I don't need people coming in and trashing my city and bitching and moaning that they're here. So good. Don't come here. The people who know Milwaukee is one of the best-kept secrets in the country, let's go ahead and keep it that way. We're going to enjoy our city. I don't need, oh, man, I can't believe how cold it is in February. Well, No bleep, man. Like, of course it's going to be cold in February.
3: Gabe, the the U.S. Open, the Ryder Cup got rave reviews here, and the players loved it, and it wasn't a problem, and there were a ton of people that came in for the Ryder Cup, which was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So... If if it's just the weather, I mean, that's just stupid. It's cold in
1: Detroit. Well, yeah. It's cold in Minneapolis. But It's cold in Denver. Well, it was cold in Indy. And everybody was, like, I've been to Indianapolis for a Final Four before. It was awesome. Like, the way Indy is set up, Indy is set up to be an event town. The way that everything is just close by, connected, it's, it's, it's great. But people are just, oh, it's too cold here. Why, why are we having the all-star game in a cold place? And yet they, they'll go to New York and not complain about how cold yeah. it is. Like There there are bigger issues. I just don't need people coming here and trashing my city when I know my city is actually a good city. But
0: here's the thing I don't understand, guys. From a From a political standpoint, the DNC was supposed to be in Milwaukee a few years ago. The RNC is coming to Milwaukee this year. Are you trying to tell me that the city is good enough for these enormous political gatherings, right, which will bring tens of thousands of people from all over the country to our town, but it's not good enough for an NBA All-Star game? like That, to me, seems a little bit um, egotistical of the NBA to think that they have these standards for their big events, but but the biggest political events for each of the parties have not only considered, but are coming to Milwaukee. But again, it's international.
1: Like, the, the the rnc and dnc aren't international but there's not, a, it,
0: there's not a gate around milwaukee again if you want to fly in from paris or give me another city where people might be coming in from internationally you fly into chicago and you make the hour yeah. and a half drive like it just feels like gatekeep to gatekeep it feels like they're putting they're moving the goalposts just to keep the smaller cities out and if i were milwaukee i would continue to push that bid through I know and, you're and, saying you don't want them here, but there's a part of me that's like, you can't keep us out because you don't think we have enough international flights. When there is a perfectly easy and logical way for people to get here from overseas,
3: and, and the reasoning's flawed because the uh, the Packers have the NFL draft, which is now a huge event, mm-hmm. international event to Green Bay.
1: It's going to be cold.
3: Chances are, it's going to be cold in April in Green Bay, and, Green and no one's going to give to. a rip because
1: <laughs> it's much harder to get to. Right? Really? Don't, I don't think they've got 20 international flights coming into uh, uh, Austin Strobel up in Green Bay.
3: No.
2: They might have 20 total fights a day there. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I wonder if people are in Gabe's camp, though, which is to say, don't really want him here anyway. And not because it's like an elitist sort of thing, but it's like, we know how great our town is. We know how great this city is. We have all chosen to make our lives and raise our families here. If y'all don't want to come here... No skin off Arnos. I always just think of the economic impact, right? And you'll see all kinds of numbers being kicked around over the next few months about the RNC and the economic impact that that will have on Milwaukee and the surrounding communities. So to be able to have those types of big events, I always think from a financial standpoint, Gabe, is a windfall.
1: Yeah, no, that would be good. But again, we've got thought. There are going to be plenty of big events that still want to come to Milwaukee. Again, the two major political parties in this country in back-to-back elections decided... Milwaukee is where we need to be, right? I, I could, like that's that, I mean, So people know, like, okay, fine. I don't care. Don't be here in February. Fine. Do, just, just go away. I don't care. And I don't think it's that much of an economic impact where I'm not seeing that economic impact. I don't want to listen to everybody bitch and moan about Milwaukee but, because Milwaukee I, is great.
3: I can tell you this down here in St. Pete. I mean, it's literally 15 minutes from where I'm at. They're building, obviously, the new stadium for the race. They're copying the Deer District. Oh, yeah. They're copying the Deer District. So that's got to tell you something, that that place is pretty damn good to have an event there, right? Oh, absolutely. So, I don't know. Josh,
0: do you think we should take it personally? Do you think that Milwaukee should take it personally that the NBA is putting up these new rules that would restrict and limit its ability to host an All-Star game?
2: No, I don't think they should take it personally, and it's hard not to as a member of Wisconsin or Milwaukee sports fans where there's this like perpetual little brother syndrome where everything said about Milwaukee is sort of an insult, and people do mean it that way. I mean, it happened when Stephen A. was here for the NBA finals, yeah. and that, that caused a, cr- a whole stir. I don't think there's anything Milwaukee can do to prove that they are the city we all know it to be, and I don't think that's a problem. The issue to me is... Like the NBA All Star Game is not what it used to be, nor is it like what the MLB All Star Game when it was here. Like fans can't like the the kids aren't going to those events anymore. That's it's all corporate. It's all way too out like heavy price. So like, what really is the benefit to us other than obviously the hotels benefiting and like some of the event space? The NBA, to me, and this can sound loaded and I don't mean it that way, the NBA is having a likability problem. They want to get paid to play in the All-Star game, even though they're getting $100,000. The players don't want to play 65 games to meet the threshold. And now you're telling everybody, basically, in middle of America, you aren't big enough and important enough for us to come here. I just don't see how that's a winning position for the NBA. I agree.
0: A- I, don't, I don't think you want to create a haves versus have-nots in the in the league. It's the issue that we talk about with baseball, which mm-hmm. is, is that the haves and the have-nots cannot compete with the haves. We see it in college football, the disparity between the teams that are constantly in the playoff and teams that are always on the outside looking in. And I think that the NBA right now, it feels like there's a lot of parity. But if you start doing this and you start distinguishing between the 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 cities that you like or the markets that you like or the markets that you think people should go to for your annual party and celebration versus the ones you don't want to go to, I think you start to create that. I think you're absolutely right, Joshy.
2: Yeah, it just I, I don't know like the NBA wants to grow. Every sports league wants more and more fans. Telling people of Wisconsin you guys aren't big enough and important enough for us. Like that's not going to make people be like, "Oh, I want to become a Bucks fan. I want to watch more games." It's these people think they're better than and us. And it's not
0: just Wisconsin, right? We no. rattled off the list of markets that would likely be affected by these restrictions. Indiana, Cleveland, Charlotte, Detroit, Minnesota, OKC, Utah, San Antonio, Sacramento. That's a third of the league.
3: Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mhm. It's a bad look. It's a dumb move. You want to have those restrictions internally, right? In your whisper-whisper meetings? Fine. But to make it public and to now let people know that you don't even have a shot, you don't even qualify, you don't even meet the requirements in order to put a bid in, sorry about it. Uh,
3: Gabe, add another. NBA arrogance. NBA so city, was arrogance? city arrogance. What is city arrogance. arrogance. All star game. City arrogance.
2: The, the other part of this that oh is, we already have city arrogance. <laughs> oh we do. All right, that's <laughs> already there. So then NBA <laughs> arrogance. The other part that's confusing is Chewy mentioned the draft coming. If the NFL can pull off the draft in Green Bay, yeah. What can't the what can't the NBA do in Milwaukee? Yeah, like what? Totally agree. Like it the. There's one thing to have these requirements, and then there's another thing for us to all look at and go, "Well, that's kind of BS." The other thing um, that I'm secretly concerned
1: about, because the Bucks put in for 27 or 28, let's say they get the 28 All Star Game. We sure Giannis is going to be here. Not now, Gabe. I'm
2: fighting too (laughs) many fights out here. (laughs) I'm just,
1: (laughs) I'm just saying.
3: I don't have the strength.
1: (laughs) All I'll say is that's a player option for Giannis. And if he leaves, and then we have the All Star game, and he comes back for the All Star game, that's going to sting. That's all I'm going to say and we can leave it at that.
0: We'll take a break here on Jen, Gabe, and should we roll on after this? We've got Top 8 at 8 coming up in just a few moments. Hey guys, tune into Behind the Bucks on Bucks Plus and the Audio Network presented by Gallagher. It's your trusted insurance broker and HR and benefits consultant. Behind the Bucks peels back the curtain to give fans unique access and deep storytelling unlike ever before. Subscribe and download right now to get a companion podcast to the new Amazon documentary Giannis, A Marvelous Journey. There you can hear about the making of the documentary, Thanosis going deeper on the Yana stories you haven't heard and learn about how Milwaukee became home for the Antetokounmpo family. Find Behind the Bucks at Bucks.com slash plus the Bucks app or wherever you get your podcast. Top 8, 8 coming up next on Jen, Gabe and Chewy.
2: This is Jen, Gabe and Chewy. What operating system does a Chewy computer run on?
1: I believe it's a Cat 14. <laughs>
2: It's a COS. It's a Chewy
4: operating system. I was thinking Windows 98. (laughs) Yeah, very similar. It's dial-up. Let me get my modem. (laughs) (laughs) Chewy. On 94.5 ESPN. Just let me cry.
1: Lovers, listen up. We've got the opportunity of a lifetime. That's right. Opportunity of a lifetime. So I'm sure if you've played golf, you've always thought about going over to the home of golf in Scotland. And we are heading there on the tee, heading to Scotland with our friends at Wisconsin Golf Trips. Yes, Scotland. You can join myself, Stephen Watson, So we head overseas in October to some of the most historic courses, like Dumbarty Links, Carnoustie, King's Barnes, and more. This package includes green fees, lodging, transportation, and more. Limited amount of spots available, so sign up now. For information on the trip and a link for paying, you can text GOLF right now to the Talk and text line, 800-990-3776. Find out more about our trip to Scotland by texting GOLF, 800-990-3776. Hope
4: to see you there. The top eight at eight. Name something that follows the word pork. You pie. Huh? One category. Name something people take with them to the beach. Turkey. The The top eight answers. (laughs) The first thing you buy in a supermarket. Uh, turkey. (laughs) The top eight at eight. (laughs) A food often stuffed. Turkey. (laughs) The top eight at eight on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy.
1: Name Popeye's favorite food.
4: Turkey. chicken <laughs> the top eight at eight on Jen Gabe and Chewy.
0: All right, Gabe Neitzel, what do we have for our top eight at eight today? I've got spring training
1: fever, so we will go with a baseball-themed list since Brewers open up uh, spring training play coming up on Saturday against the Padres. Of course, listen to that game of the Brewers Radio Network and 620 WTMJ. We'll have a 94.5 exclusive Brewers spring training game as the Brewers take on the Angels next Tuesday. But uh, So I have a list of eight things in front of me. Jen and Chu guess back and forth. Once they each get one incorrect, we open it up to the fans. 800-990-3776. Whoever gets the last one. On this list of eights, they'll win an ESPN Milwaukee prize pack. Uh, With the baseball theme, we are going with the teams the Brewers have the most wins against in their franchise history. The teams the Brewers have the most wins against Mm. in franchise history. Tricky. Cubs. Number four on the list, 216 times have the Brewers defeated the Cubs. Pirates. Pirates. Number one, 241 victories for the Brewers over the Pirates. Reds. Number three, 220 wins for the Brewers over the Cincinnati Reds. St. Louis. The Brewers have beaten the Cardinals 189 times. That's number 10 on Uh, the list. All
0: right, well, after you get through the division, it does become a little more difficult, doesn't it?
1: Well, and you always yeah. and you have to remember a pretty key fact about the Brewers as well. Yeah.
2: Very important
1: one. Oh
0: yeah, they slick. used to be
3: in the American League, right? <laughs> oh
0: oh yes. no, we're going. Thought we were gonna keep it to ourselves.
3: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> Throw it out there. Um Well, the Astros, are they on the list? Gotta be.
1: The Astros were defeated by the Brewers hundred and eighteen times.
2: So they are number eighteen <laughs> on the list. Are they not? I guess not around long enough. No, because they went I... to. They ended up bouncing over to the American. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah.
1: That's right.
3: Because
2: I mean, they were bad back in. But Astros, the right? Yeah. Eight hundred nine nine
0: zero thirty seven seventy six. Looking for contestants to play top eight at eight. Gabe, the list is
1: the Brewer. The teams the Brewers have the most wins against in franchise history. You guys got the NL Central teams: Pirates number one, Reds number three, Cubs number four. But still five spots available, 800-990-3776, looking for two, five, six, seven, and eight in terms of the teams the Brewers have defeated the most. i trying
0: to think of teams that they play a lot. Now, I can't say any of the team's names since we've opened <laughs> it up to our loyal <laughs> listeners, 800-990-3776.
1: Yeah, I figured this would be an easier list because there's only, you know, a finite number of guesses you can have. Seeing as how there's only 30 teams in Major League Baseball. <laughs> yeah.
0: And we got three. So, <laughs> time to bone up on the uh, teams that the Brewers have played or do play frequently. Eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. I saw that yesterday the Brewers did finalize that deal with Gary Sanchez. So, that's good. We haven't really talked about the Woodruff thing yet either. About them bringing back Woody and what that means for the starting staff, I guess, next season since he is still supposed to be out all of this season. Let's go out to Howard in Sherman Park. He's up first on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Howard, can you complete our top eight at eight list?
4: Well, probably not, but we might as well try. Um, the Minnesota Twins.
1: are number two on the list. 239 oh. victories for the Brewers over the Twins. So we have the top four. Pirates, Twins, Reds, Cubs, meaning we need the bottom four to close out the list. Mm,
4: how about our Wonderful friends to the South, the Chicago White Sox.
1: Brewers defeated the White Sox 184 times. That's number 11 on the list.
0: (sighs) All right, Howard, appreciate the call. Let's go out to Tyler in Plymouth. Tyler, you're on with Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Can you complete our top eight at eight list this morning?
3: We'll try. Uh, We're going to stay in the AL Central with the Tigers.
1: The Detroit Tigers have been defeated 206 times by the Brewers. That is number six on the list.
4: All right, then we'll go with the Kansas City Royals.
1: Kansas City Royals have been beaten by the Brewers 181
0: times. Number 12 on the list. What's the lowest we have right now? Uh, Tigers at two oh six, and that's number what on the list six. Okay, so we need seven and eight still as well. Still need seven and eight, and number five. Let's go out to Mike and Franklin. Mike, you're up next on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Can you complete today's top eight at eight list?
3: Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, uh, Boston Red Sox.
0: The Boston
1: Red Sox have been beaten hundred ninety three times by the Brewers. That's number seven on the list. Wow.
3: Would have never guessed. And then I'm going to uh, go with the uh, New
1: York Yankees. The Yankees have been beaten 190 times by the Brewers. That's number nine. Yeah. Nine Uh-oh. Uh-oh. on the list. Just missed out.
0: Next up is AC in Tosa. AC, can you complete today's top eight to eight list?
4: Um, I can't.
3: I, I came in and out on right. the yep, yep. Uh, reception. The I don't the know if somebody. We'll reset the
1: list here for you. Did
4: somebody guess? Okay, yeah.
1: Uh, So the Pirates are one, Twins are two, Reds are three, Cubs are four, do not have five. Uh, The Tigers are six, and the Red Sox are number seven. So we're looking for number five and number eight on today's top eight at eight.
3: I was going to guess the White Sox, but I don't know if somebody guessed that already. So the White Sox were Um, incorrectly
1: guessed. The White Sox are outside of the top eight, but somebody already guessed that, so go ahead and get another guess. So I'm going to say... Um,
3: the I want to say either the Rangers or the A's. Um, let me go with the you know the A's were good in the eighties though. I'm gonna go with the Rangers.
1: The Rangers are number eight Extra. on the list. 191 victories nice. for the Brewers over the Rangers, leaving us with just number five. Do you have number five?
4: Oh, I want to say the A's, but they are so good in the eighties. Uh. Let's see. Need an answer. Gotta guess A's. Okay, I'll I'll say the A's.
1: The A's are number sixteen on the list. Yeah. One hundred sixty-four mm. wins for the Brewers over the A's.
0: I blame Joshy for that one. Yeah. Joshie you really led him yeah, astray. Just decided here. to. Yeah, <laughs> just... <You laughs> gotta guess the A's. I'm sorry, that's it. <laughs> John and Tosa, you're up next on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Can you complete our top eight to eight list?
4: I uh, hope. Oh. Uh, can we go uh, Montreal Expos?
1: The Expos slash Nationals are number 19 on the list. 91 times the Brewers have defeated that franchise.
0: The good news is we got a lot of callers lined up. All babe. right, so and we just I, we only I'm have one very more team confident left. that we're gonna get this one. Look, we
1: got the toughest one, I thought, with the Rangers. So we only got one left. I, I also confidence. feel like
0: we have guessed a lot of teams at this point. <laughs> so if you've been keeping track at home, you might be able to do process of elimination and figure out the answer here. Q and Greenfield, you're up next on Jen Gabe and Chewy. Can you complete our top eight at eight list? Hey, can you reset the list for me?
1: Number one is the Pirates. Number two is the Twins. Three Reds, four Cubs. Do not have five. That's the one you're looking for. Tigers, six Red Sox, seven Rangers, number eight.
4: Uh, Let's go with the Rockies.
1: The Colorado Rockies are number 23 on the list. Brewers have only defeated them 84 times.
0: Let's go out to Scott in Manitowoc. Scott, you're up next. On Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, can you complete our top eight to eight list?
1: Did
3: anybody guess Baltimore.
0: The Baltimore Orioles
1: have been beaten by the Brewers 173 times. That's number 14 on the list.
0: Let's go out to Bob and Tosa. Bob, you're up next. On Jen, Gaben, Chewy, are you the guy to complete our top eight-to-eight eight list?
3: Uh, I guess I can't say Baltimore. Let's say um, somebody say Cleveland.
0: The Cleveland Guardians there have been is.
1: defeated 213 times by your Milwaukee Brewers. They're number five on the list, and we have a winner in the top eight today. just one more
0: right. time rattle those off I want to just know from one to eight
1: what they are uh, Pirates 241 times Twins 239 Reds 220 Cubs 216 Brewers by the way all time 216 and 214 against the Chicago Cubs Brewers have defeated the Guardians 213 times, Tigers 206, Red Sox 193, and the Rangers 191 times.
0: All right, that was a good list, Gabe. Yeah. Sorry that we couldn't have uh, done better on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, it's a random list because they were in the American League. They were in the American League East, and then it became the Central, and then they moved to the National League. So it's, they've kind of been all over the place in terms of trying to figure out divisional opponents.
0: Good stuff there. You guys have heard me talk about Professional Construction, Inc. over the years. We have enjoyed having them help us with our home projects. As you might know, there are things that pop up around a house that are just too big for the homeowner to handle, and that's why we use our friends over at Professional Construction Inc. Mike and Michelle, they help us out, man, whether it is a basement situation that crops up, whether it is a a siding situation that crops up. Heck, we have a balcony that was leaking water into our kitchen. Mike and Michelle took care of it, and they will do the same for you because they do excellent work on your construction needs. For more information, just go to their website. It's professionalconstructioninc.com. Professionalconstructioninc.com, and tell them Jen from Jen, Gabe, and Chewy sent you.
4: You are listening to Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. You gotta have a condiment with the bread. Yeah, you, you can't want some eat the sort bread of. Alone.
0: Yeah, you want some sort of lubricant with the bread. Yes, that's correct.
4: Yes,
2: it's just necessary. You follow? Like, you you don't
1: just be sitting there eating. Mm, like pieces of white bread with nothing on it.
2: Can't be don't can't be going dry.
1: Yeah, can't be raw dog and just white
4: bread. On 94.5 ESPN.
0: Back here on Ted, Gabe, and Chewy. Shiloh weighing in on the YouTube page. Remember, you can always stream the show on our YouTube page, ESPN Milwaukee, saying that was a fun call-in contest. Very creative, Gabe. Giving you your flowers this morning for the old top eight at eight. I don't know if you guys have seen, but we're not really in the college football space right now. And yet there has been a lot of news around college football as college football still fine-tunes its next playoff iteration. But as they were talking about how, oh, there are going to be automatic bids for the conference champions and what does that mean for Notre Dame and all of those sort of conversations that have taken place over the last 48 hours or so, there was also this from Pete Thamel. College football is considering or discussing a 14-team playoff. So we haven't even gotten to the 12-team playoff yet, and they're already considering a 14-team playoff. Is this something people have been clamoring for? Is this something people have been asking for? Is this going to go the way of the NCAA tournament where it's not good enough to have the field that you have because there's always people on the outside looking in, so we have to keep expanding the field? This, to me, feels like we should probably see how the one that we're going to goes before we start making changes to it, Gabe.
1: I know you and I enjoy watching college basketball during the regular season. Most people, though, most people really don't care until March Madness. They they love the NCAA tournament. The NCAA tournament is fantastic. They absolutely love it. What you do by adding more playoff teams, if you're the NCAA, NCAA football is the last to me kind of major North American sport that we actually kind of pay attention to, where the regular season has mattered. It's mattered a lot where even with just four teams in the playoff, you're debating this win over that win, which win, and and that becomes a part of it, right? And yes, you want to be more inclusive, but at the same time, the more teams you add, the more you diminish your regular season. Like, LSU Alabama. If they play during the regular season, probably doesn't really matter who wins or loses that game. It's just for seeding. It's just yeah. It's just for seeding. Doesn't really matter. You're both going to be in the playoff, and then you're going to have your opportunities later. Like it just the more teams you add, the the less your regular season means, especially for those teams at the top. And the the more they continue to add to this thing, too, the the worse off they're going to be during the regular season. My
3: concern is you're going to see college football follow the NFL where they start resting players at the end of the season or scheduling, you know, maybe cupcakes at the end of the year where a lot of guys won't play. Um, that's with so many teams getting in. I think 14 is too much. Um, I, I mean, I like it. I like the, I like the bigger pool because then it takes I think it takes a lot of the conversations away of your five, six seeds that are like, come on, they're getting screwed, blah blah, blah. I don't think we'll we'll have that problem if you're talking the 15, 16th team. I'm just worried about <sighs> you know,'m I'm, I'm worried about them following the NFL where they're resting a lot of players late in the year if they're not going to get the buy because how many buys will there be Two?
1: Uh, they'll still be, I would assume, four. Because they have four right now, where the top four seeds are going to get byes. And I think that would continue, you would just, like the old NFL model. Because the NFL used to be, um, you know, seven teams. Or the NFL right now is seven teams. Well, maybe you go to two byes, I don't know.
3: And, and they're still going to have conference championships?
1: As far as I know, yes.
3: Yeah, I mean, I just don't want the college football to get up into... An NFL-type schedule where they're playing 18 games a year. I don't know if it'll get there, but yeah. I mean, I like the bigger bigger pool, but I don't think it needs to be that many teams. Well, and
0: something we obviously knew was coming was the move to, of the championship game. Like when you add playoff teams, you have to obviously have to slide the schedule, so the championship game will be held January 20th as opposed to the last few years when it has been the 8th, the ninth in that range there. Uh, this just feels like the toothpaste is out of the tube. Like, is anybody feeling bad for the 15th, 16th, 17th teams? I mean, maybe if you're a Wisconsin Badgers fan, and this is not a knock at the Wisconsin Badgers, so just hear me out here. But as the Big Ten is currently constructed, where do we think the Wisconsin Badgers fall, Gabe? Middle of the pack. Five? Yeah, middle of the pack. You know, like four or five, again, remembering that they're getting all of that influx from the teams out West coming in, the Washingtons who had great success. I know there's been a brain drain there as that coaching staff went to Alabama, but Oregon is a hell of a football team, and then you've got the California schools as Mm -hmm. well. So maybe if you're a Wisconsin, you're thinking, oh boy, 14 teams means we are definitely in. But then you're a middle-of-the-pack championship team anyway. Like To me, now we're catering to the mediocrity. Oh, 100%. And I was fine with four
1: because how many on any given year, we've been doing this for like yep. a decade now, right? We've been doing a four-team playoff for about 10 years. And really, I mean, it, w- Florida State may have gotten screwed by not getting in this year. They weren't winning a national championship,
3: right? The oh, only well, other quarterback t- gone. No. Yes, 100%. Uh-
1: they weren't winning a national championship. Maybe, maybe with it, maybe he gets it. Like this was the first year where I felt there were – when the teams were fully healthy, that there were probably six, maybe seven teams that could have won a national championship this year. It was the first year that it was actually that tight at the top. Usually it's two or three teams that end up separating themselves, and really the only time any other team got screwed was the first time around when the Big 12 didn't get a representative because they didn't have a Big 12 championship game, so they didn't have a Big 12 outright champion. Other than that, I mean, the teams you were debating, it was just like, oh nice to be here we're gonna get bounced so you can actually get to the national championship game like by going to 14 do i think that the 14th ranked team in the country has any chance at winning a national championship no i do not
0: it's not like the ncaa it's not like basketball no where a team can get hot in the tournament and just start surprising people by knocking down a bunch of buckets it's not like that that's just not how football has worked
2: I'm, I'm pro more games with meaning, more games with pomp and circumstance, and more games that are back against the wall. I think it can only be good. You're most likely still going to have the top four teams that you all expect to be there. But there's going to be games where one of those teams loses to a team they shouldn't. And that's going to be exciting. That's going to be electric. At the end, we'll probably, the one or two, still win it all. But one of those teams that shouldn't be there is going to be there. Some of them are going to be ugly games, but I think this is just what sports are now. Everything, Every playoff's expanded. Those games bring in more money, they bring in more interest, and they bring in more fans. I can't see any reason why it's necessarily bad by any means, because there's not going to be a team, a directional school that's going to make it, but it's going to give teams like the Wisconsin's, the Michigan State's, the, all those other teams that are kind of in that middle it's going to give them a chance to go on a run. But so you already
1: had those games with your back against the wall. They, they were regular season games, and the ratings kind of reflected that. Like yeah, do, do, don't don't you're you're you just diminish? More. Don't you diminish the
2: what you could get from networks by diminishing your regular season? I think you you can diminish in every sport but football right now. That's so, just to me. That's the simple fact of the matter. You're
0: saying because for the fan base is insatiable.
2: Yes, there's there, never
0: people, too much no. high I, level
1: football. I, well, I think that's true in the NFL. I don't know if that's true for college football. Like regionally, yes, because people are always going to have those connections if they went to those universities. But I, I, what, what's the rating going to be? If okay, so you have a five versus fourteen game next year. You know, it's Alabama taking on Michigan State. Is I, that game is that game going to really rate that well?
3: Uh,
2: I, I think so.
3: I think well, it based changes. upon based upon this past year, I mean fourteen. Uh, Fourteen would have been Notre Dame with three losses. They get in, oh. so they're playing Alabama. That's a lot of juice, though. Yeah, for if a it's playoff?
1: if it's Bama Notre Dame, sure. Like if you get two historical programs, but if it's traditional powerhouse versus. You know, team that usually kind of finishes middle of the pack like a Michigan Uh, State. But
0: even go with like a Cincinnati, right, who has had its moments over the last few years where it has been in the conversation for the college football playoffs and whatnot. There's still a big disparity between the the product that Cincinnati is putting out there on the field and the product that Alabama and all of these SEC schools, and by the way, don't forget, the SEC expands this year with Oklahoma and Texas.
1: And yes, when you get the 8-9 game, that could be good, but there is still a large gap I between the number okay. five team, like Notre Dame, would have been boat raced by Bama. Yeah, boat raced.
3: But Notre Dame, I mean, their fan base is huge, so it's still going to get tremendous ratings. But let me just go up the list, and you stop me uh, when uh, when one of the teams can win a national championship. Notre Dame, no, no, right? Penn State, no. LSU. You're
1: n- talking
0: about this past year, no? This past year, yeah. This past year, no. No, they had the Heisman Trophy winner underneath that. Underneath, yeah. And they also um, lost three a- games.
1: Arizona, no. Ohio State. No. Uh, Why? No, Ohio State yeah. is yes. Ohio State is yes.
3: Okay, Ole Miss. No. Missouri. No. Oregon. Yes. Florida State with their quarterback. With their quarterback when healthy, yes. Alabama. Yes. Georgia. Yes. Texas. Yes. Washington. Yes. So, I mean, that's a pretty, but, good, but
1: that, pretty good pool. But this was the outlier year, too. Like, if you do that from three years ago... It's yeah. literally two teams that could have won a national championship, this,
0: and that's the way that college football has been. But wait a minute, are we forgetting about the transfer yeah. portal, or if you are going to be and at NIL. nil, and how that has sort of made it more of a parody, made more teams be able to compete for these things? We'll see,
1: because I think so. What, this is going to be year four of nil. That, the first two years, it was still what we had seen, where it's two or three teams that can actually win it. Last year was the first time that I think that you had multiple teams, even outside of the top four that would have had a chance had they gotten to a playoff where you felt like they could beat anybody. That, last year was that first time. I need to see more of that in order to yeah, think I that agree. this is a good idea.
0: All right, here's what I think we should do. It's February 22nd. I think today we should try to predict the field. I think we should try to predict the field for one year from now. Right? We said January, when is selection? The, not, the 20th or something of December, something like that. As soon as the conference championships game go, they mm-hmm. pick all the teams for the playoff. I bet we can pick the field. I bet we can. Uh, that's how I think. Field? That's how predictable. Uh, maybe we get one or two wrong, okay. but a twelve-team field, I bet we can pick it.
2: I need my Phil Steele.
0: Let's try it. <laughs> yeah, I need. Yeah, I need the Phil Steel magazine. Do that when we come back, <laughs> go ahead, Gabe.
1: Bunzels Meat Market, 90th and Burleigh in Milwaukee. Make plans to visit Bunzels this week and pick up USDA Prime Angus boneless sirloin steaks, fifteen ninety nine a pound. Pesto chicken stir fry, seven ninety nine a pound. When well, they have those pre-made things like their stir fries. I cannot recommend it enough. Homemade ham salad, $6.99 a pound. Lean and meaty, country-style pork ribs. You throw those bad boys on the grill, and you're going to have a happy dinner. That's three ninety nine dollars a pound this week at Bunzel's. Also stop in for a fantastic lunch from the deli at Bunzel's. Love doing that. Kind of sneak an extra little sandwich anytime I go out to Bunzel's and pick up my meat for the week. 90th and Burleigh. You won't regret it. Check out
0: Bunzel's.com for specials, store hours, and more.
4: You are listening to Jen, Gabe, and Chewy.
0: Where else can you get football analysis that includes things like dropsies, and pixies, <laughs> and intercepts, <laughs> and flowy. It's flowy. Flowey. The offense needs to be more flowy.
4: On 94.5 ESPN. Here we go.
1: Is your business looking for localized banking solutions? Fifth Third Bank has been looking forward to the future and helping businesses shape what's next for 165 years and for the last 14 right here in Milwaukee. They offer industry-specific expertise, local decision-making capabilities, and extensive experience to help your business succeed. Fifth Third is big enough to provide sophisticated solutions and expert guidance, but also empowered to make local decisions and work from a foundation of strong community connections. The team at Fifth Third Bank knows what they're doing and they've been here in milwaukee they know how to help you in your business commercial banking value only fifth third can deliver fifth third bank national association custom solutions built around your goals member fdic
0: now this is just a fun exercise we're going to rattle through it really quickly but the point is is that if you had to guess the top 12 teams right now knowing that the conference champs get the automatic qualifiers and the group of five gets one as well, and then it's seven at larges. I think we can kind of figure out what the teams are going to be. If no, if nothing else, Chew, ra- give me the top two teams in each conference just to start.
1: You got me. Give them to you. <laughs> Here, this is a great question. Just, is okay, Chu or- even aware or- of who's in what West conference?
3: East. Oregon, USC, Big Twelve uh, doesn't exist
1: anymore, pal. What? <laughs> or the Pac twelve doesn't exist anymore.
3: Yeah. Uh two, well, I guess
1: I guess it's the Pac two. Yeah. Uh
3: Texas, Oklahoma, both Georgia, in the SEC. Alabama, uh Florida State, <clears throat> Clemson. Uh yeah. Who am I? Ohio State, Michigan. How many's that?
0: I mean, we're getting up there. Yeah. This is my point. Like, on my list here, I have Georgia, Alabama, Texas. I don't think those three teams, I mean, don't make it. Ohio State, Michigan, maybe an Oregon sneaks in in the Big Ten. Florida State, Clemson for the ACC. Big 12, I like Utah, Kansas State. I asked Gabe, I said, you like Gundy? You like Gundy, (laughs) Oklahoma State for potentially there? Notre Dame will likely get in in a 12-team playoff. Yeah. Uh, Boise State in the Mountain West, or maybe like a Utah State. Either way, I'll give you a I'll give you a blank for the Mountain West champ. And how many teams is that? We got to be getting pretty close to twelve there. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to be flippant about the college football playoff field. I'm simply saying that save a surprise here or there. Today, on February 20th, it feels pretty. I'm pretty confident that we could rattle off most of the teams. Well,
1: you just don't know if it's going to be Mountain West. You don't know if it's going to be yeah. AAC. Right. Like, in terms yeah. of that fifth conference champion, that's that's going to end that's up just, getting a nod. Is
2: one of them going to be in like a shoe in? Those aren't auto bids, right? Cause...
1: So it's the five highest ranked conference champions. So whoever gotcha. outside, you have the, the, the power four at this yeah, point. Right. So then whoever's left from the AAC or the Mountain West. Or somebody like that that won their conference Which is and why the, is in big, the, top the big
0: ruffle yesterday Was if Notre Dame is the number one Team in the country, they still couldn't be one, two, three, four, or 5 Because they're not a conference champ
3: Well good, then they should force them to get into A conference.
0: Feels like that might be what they're doing <laughs> <Yeah.
3: laughs> <laughs> Kind of feels like they're forcing their hand Was that stating the obvious?
0: <laughs> no, I've, I'm glad you did it. If, okay. if, if anybody was going to do it, I'm glad it was you <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with Jen, Gabe, and Chewy Will D'Antash is next on ESPN Milwaukee